0: Amen. Acts chapter 7. If you got your Bibles, Acts chapter 7. I'm going to read just two passages. I'm going to go to Acts 7 and then I'm going to go to Genesis chapter 47. I'm actually staying in a, a similar vein of something I spoke two weeks ago. Um, but I had a lot of things I wanted to say um, here today, um, but I only got about 10 minutes and I'm going to try to stay within my time. Uh, Acts chapter 7. Uh, it says this, then famine... Uh, Then famine and great suffering swept across Egypt and Canaan, and our fathers could not find food. And when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent our fathers on their first visit. And on the second visit, Joseph revealed his his identity to his brothers, and his family became known to Pharaoh. And then Joseph sent uh, um, for his father Jacob and, and all the, all of them came in verse 14. I'm reading from the NIV so please forgive me. Um, and there were 75 in all and verse 15 says so Jacob went down to Egypt. Look at your neighbor and say he went down to Egypt where he and our fathers died. And I'm going to jump to verse 18 and it says then another king who knew nothing of Joseph arose in Egypt and and uh, he took advantage in verse 19 of, of the people and he pressed our fathers and forcing them to abandon their infants so they would die and so we understand that god called moses to help lead them out of egypt but if you go to genesis chapter 47 uh, many people have preached out of this passage but it hit me um, just yesterday when i was reading it genesis chapter 47 and verse 29 it says when the time drew, drew near for israel to die uh, jacob's name was changed to israel he called for his son Joseph and said to him, if I found favor in your eyes, put your hand under my thigh and promise that you will show me kindness and faithfulness. And then he said this, he said, do not bury me in Egypt. Don't bury me in Egypt. He said, but in verse 30, but when I rest with my fathers, carry me out, look at your neighbor and say, carry me out carry me out of Egypt, bury me where they were buried. Today I wanna stay in a similar vein that I preached two weeks ago, but I've titled this message in Egypt, but not of Egypt. In Egypt, but not of Egypt. Lord, I pray that your spirit would flow from the front to the back to each side of this building. God, speak to us. I pray that you would challenge every student is in this room, God, challenge us, change our hearts, our minds, I pray, in Jesus' name. You can be seated. Amen. When I'm doing a lot of studying, sometimes it's hard for me to get out of Genesis. I love the book of Genesis and Exodus. I love those stories. Uh, And in Genesis, we understand, uh, as I spoke two weeks ago, that famine came into the land of Canaan. Jacob and his children were having a hard time finding food, right? And so they found out, speeding through the story, that Joseph was in Egypt. And God preserved Joseph. How many love the story of Joseph? And Joseph calls for them to come to Egypt during the famine. And there the Israelites would live in the prime land of Egypt called Goshen. Now, I want you to know that Goshen was the buckhead of Atlanta. It was the good part of Egypt. Actually, Pharaoh called it the best of the land. It was the best of Egypt. It was suitable for crops and livestock. And they couldn't find any food where they were at, but when they went to Goshen, there was plenty of food. And so... The Israelites dwelt there in Goshen, and that was their escape. They escaped from the famine, from where their land was, and they went to Egypt. But I want to remind you something, that when they went to Egypt, they were in Egypt, but they were not of Egypt. They were still Israelites living in Egypt. They were not Egyptians. They were in Egypt, but not of Egypt. Egypt and God promised Abraham a land how many know that story in Genesis God said I'm going to give you a land that I reserved just for your seed and and I believe that that same promise was relayed over to Isaac and then we see that God affirmed that promise to Jacob and but now the famine has hit their land and Jacob decides to take his family to Egypt to survive and I understand that This was for him to feed his family in the time of need. And he reunited with his lost boy, Joseph. But the issue here that I'm reading in this story is what started off as temporary became permanent for some Israelites. What started off as something just now, they begin to build a life there, a lifestyle. What started off as simply an escape eventually turn to a lifestyle and I understand that God prophesied that this would happen but I don't believe that it was God's original plan for the Israelites to be slaves in Egypt. I don't believe that they had to go through slavery for them to see the promise. But they went to Egypt because there was famine in their land. And what started off as seven years of famine, the Bible says that they were in Egypt for 430 years. By the end of that 430 years, the Bible says they became slaves. They became oppressed. What happened, young person, what happened, student, is they lost their identity. They forgot who they were. I want to remind you that they were the children of Israel. They were God's chosen people. They were a blessed people. They were in Egypt, but they were never to be of Egypt. Amen. And even though they were chosen and blessed, somehow they became slaves. When I read the story, every time I look at it and I go, How did God's people become slaves in Egypt? I want to take a moment right here and talk to every student that is in this room. That you may have to live in this world, but I want you to understand that you are not of this world. This world does not give me my identity. Those Israelites went to Egypt and I believe they lost their identity But the world does not give me my identity. I need you to understand today that only God can give me my identity. Only my Savior can give me my identity. And even though I've got to live in this world, I am not of this world. I may be in Egypt, but I am not of Egypt. You see, what started off as a place of survival turned to a place of slavery. What started off as a place of survival turned into a place of slavery i believe jacob understood that this was not his home i believe jacob understood that this was not a permanent resident for him in fact in genesis chapter 47 i read it but i would like to read it again in verse 29 the bible says that when the time drew near for israel to die he called his son joseph and he said if i found favor in your eyes Put your hand under my thigh and promise me and show me your kindness and faithfulness. Do not bury me in Egypt. He said, in fact, in verse 30, he said, will you carry me out? I don't want to be stuck here. This was never a permanent solution for me. I came here because I needed to come here for a time being. Young person, there's a time being when you got to live in the world. I understand that, but the world is not your permanent solution. And and Jacob said, listen, I may have came here for famine, but I want you to carry me out of here because I don't want to be buried in Egypt. I don't want to get stuck in Egypt. You see, when you read the scripture, you can almost hear the urgency come out of Jacob's voice. Jacob knew I might be in Egypt, but I am not of Egypt. I may come from the lineage of Abraham and Isaac, but I'm here to tell you God has given me some promises. Jacob refused to forget his lineage. Someone say amen. Jacob refused to forget his identity. You see, he might have found himself in Egypt, but he was not of Egypt. I need every student in this house to look at me right now, and I need you to understand you may gotta live in this world, you may have to go to school in this world, you may be surrounded by some Egyptians in this world, some people that are not living right, some people that aren't talking right, some people that don't love God and aren't not dedicated to God, but you need to hear this preacher today do not forget your identity do not forget the promises of god do not forget the anointing of god that is on your life because you may be in egypt but you are not of egypt no you are not of egypt you have a greater identity I said you've got a greater identity. I feel like nobody's talking back to the pastor right now. You got a greater identity. You know, I'm here to tell you God's giving you some promises. God has given you some great promises. How about you know the royal blood flows through my veins? The Bible says I'm the first and not the last. I'm a city that's on a hill, on a hill that cannot be hid. You see, I got some promises. I got some identity that I need to not forget. And there may be some times that I've got to live in Egypt. You hear me, some of, you, some of you parents are saying, I wish I could send uh, my young person to a Christian school. I wish I could put them there, but I can't afford it. And so you're sending them into Egypt, uh, and you're worried about them. Uh, I'm here to tell you, you may have to go into Egypt. Uh, and Egypt at times, young person, uh, may seem like fun. Uh, Egypt at time, may seem like a place uh, that you want to be permanent, uh, a place that you want to build a house in. Uh, but you need to not forget where God has brought you from. You need not to forget the promises that God has for you. In the world, in Egypt, their only plan is to destroy you. Their only plan, Israel, is to beat you and to make you a slave. The enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. But God has come. Come on now. You've got a identity that you need not to forget. You hear me Israelites. You hear me truth chapel. You hear me every student that is in this room. You may be in Egypt, but you are not of Egypt. You're not of Egypt. You are not of Egypt. You see, that's why Paul said, do not be conformed to this world because this world is not my home be conformed I may have to go into a public school I may I may have to go to a school that teachers are teaching me that I came from a monkey Teachers that are teaching me that it was just a big bang theory, right? It just happened and God didn't have anything to do with it. Some of you are going to go into college, you hear me, college students, uh, and they're going to teach you that there is absolutely no gender. But you know what's sad? It's not even just in college. Uh, they're starting in our elementary schools uh, and they're teaching them that there is no gender at all. They're in Egypt, right? That's what they think. Uh, and we're sending our kids uh, into Egypt. Uh, but I'm here to tell you, Egypt. Even though Israel went to Egypt, they were not of Egypt. The world may plan to make them slaves, but I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I'm here to tell you, student, you are of God. Your identity is in God, and God is not going to help I need somebody to hear me today. God is not going to lead me by myself. God is not going to forsake me. I may got to go to Egypt, but I'm not of Egypt. Yeah. I need you to hear me today. They may try to teach us what they want to teach us, but I don't got to believe the philosophy of Egypt because I'm not an Egyptian. You hear me? I don't got to adopt the Egyptian philosophy because I'm an Israelite. I am God's chosen child. Yeah. You see, I believe Jacob did not forget who he was. He said, don't bury me in Egypt. I'm not an Egyptian. I'm only in Egypt for a season. I'm an Israelite. I come from a great lineage. I come with great promises. You know, I just wish every young person, every student in this house would just walk into school tomorrow and say, you know what? I, I come from a great lineage. I, I, I come from Truth Chapel. I, I come from some promises that God has given me. Come on, somebody. I, 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 I've got my identity, and though I've got to go to Egypt, I'm not of Egypt. I believe Jacob didn't forget it. He was there, and he was saying, listen. I want you to know Joseph take me out because I don't want to be stuck here. But here's the problem with the story. Maybe Jacob relayed the message but somewhere the message got lost. You see it's one thing for me to get up on a Wednesday night and teach all the students how they need to live and what they need to do but if they go to school and lose the message what good is. If you go to Egypt and forget everything that happened in Canaan and forget about all the promises that God gave us. See, I don't believe Jacob forgot it, but somewhere the children lost the message. Somewhere the message got lost. Uh, Somewhere they they went in there and they forgot who they were. Uh, Really what happened was they spent too much time in Egypt that they forgot who they were. See, I'm preaching and you don't even know it. They spent too much time in Egypt that they forgot who they were. They were God's chosen people. But now they're slaves. And what's so sad is there was Israelites who never got to see the promised land because the place that they were became who they were. The place that they were staying in became who they were. They allowed the influence of Egypt to persuade them. Every student in this place, I need you to hear me right now. You need to be careful that in this school year, that the influence of the world does not persuade you. To the point that you forget who you are. That you forget the calling of God that was on your life. That you forget the anointing of God that is on your life. Don't forget who you are. Also, don't forget whose you are. <laughs> I said, don't forget who you are. And don't forget whose you are because I, believe, I, I belong to the king. I don't belong to Egypt. <laughs> I belong to the king of kings and the lord of lords. I'm a child of God. <laughs> oh, my God. You see, the Bible says that God delivered them out of Egypt. You know the story. God delivered them. God brought Moses. But when you read the story, it doesn't end there. This is what gets me. Every time I read the story, God brings a man of God into their life. And the man of God tells them what they need to do. And God performs miracles. And God gets them out of Egypt. All the Israelites out of Egypt. And the Bible says that they were delivered. But it wasn't long. After they got out of Egypt... That as soon as something hard came, as soon as a situation came, you quickly saw the Egyptian philosophy come out. Because they spent so much time in Egypt that they started to adapt. The Egyptian philosophy, Exodus chapter 14, Pharaoh decides, he's like, you know what? I'm going to send my army back after them. What did I do? Why did I allow them to go? Why Why did, who's going to do all the work that we need done around here? And so he runs, gets his army, and they run after him. And in Exodus chapter 14 and verse 12, uh, this is what it says. It says, is this Is not this the word that we we told you in Egypt? This is the Israel talking to Moses. Everything, the, the, the army was coming against them. And they looked at Moses and they said this. They said, did we not tell you to leave us alone as we were serving the Egyptians? You see, they were in Egypt for so long uh, that when God tried to help them, and God did help them, uh, and when God brought them out, and God did bring them out, uh, and God was trying to deliver them, uh, but when things got uncomfortable, uh, when they didn't see things uh, correctly, uh, they immediately went back to saying, we would rather be slaves than to be delivered. My God, that's powerful. You see, man, I... I'm trying to be careful what I say, but I need to speak to every parent in this house. You need to be careful how, how much time you allow your child to live in Egypt. You need to be careful how, how long you, you let your child be involved with everything in Egypt. Uh, and it seems to me sometimes Egypt gets more time than the church. And then you're wondering why your child keeps back talking. And you're wondering why your child ain't living right. Uh, And you're running to the youth pastor saying, I need help. Uh, They're not doing anything. And the problem is, is they've been living in Egypt too long. And they have adopted the philosophy of Egypt. And you're wondering what's going on. They said, you know what? In verse 12, they said it would have been better if we would have been slaves. In other words, they would rather be slaves in Egypt than free My God, see that's the Egypt philosophy. You see, we're up here every day preaching freedom. God wants to deliver you. God wants to bring you out. But our kids are going to Egypt, and they're trying to bind them. And the sad thing is, is our kids are starting to believe that Egypt is the way to go. Then maybe there is no gender. Is the Bible really true? Is what they're saying is, I really don't know. And they're adopting the Egypt philosophy. But I need everybody in this house to hear this preacher today. You may be in Egypt But you are not of Egypt. You are a child of God. You are a man of God. A woman of God. And so you hear me today, parents. If you want your child to not to adopt the philosophy of Egypt, then you've got to make church priority. It sounds so simple, right? Egypt wants to bind them. The world wants to bind them. The devil is not satisfied until they are slaves. That's what Egypt wants. This youth pastor that's got a burden for every student that is in this room, that stands up on every Wednesday night trying to preach freedom. We try our best here at Truth Chapel in doing our best to teach, mentor, and lead every student in this house, from the Sunday school to the kids program to the youth We try our best. If you would look around in this room right now, you would have saw a cameraman up here, Brother Paulo, and beside him would have been Brother Alonzo because we are trying to mentor Brother Alonzo to show him how to serve in Truth Chapel. If you look in the back, you'll see many of the young people in the back because we have made it an initiative in the youth department that we are gonna train every young person to do everything in the church, whatever they wanna do. If they say they wanna run a camera, we're gonna train them. If they wanna run sound, we're gonna train them. If they wanna run the lights, we're gonna train them. Why? Because we understand that they spend so much time in Egypt. uh, And if they spend too much time in Egypt, they're going to get the philosophy of Egypt. And so we understand that. uh, And so we say, but if we can just get them in the house of God, if we can get more time with them, maybe they could understand really who they are. And so we try our best. We mentor them. We try everything we can do. We try to give them the greatest advice that we can give them you hear me every student for you to receive what God has for you for you to see what God really has for you you must not forget your identity in him the school gets your child nine hours a day but the church only gets your child for upwards of a couple hours a week the football team the basketball team the baseball team the soccer team All the extra activities that are going on. And I'm not saying any of them are wrong because this man right here was involved in my school activities. I said, there was absolutely nothing wrong with that. But the problem is, is the school gets your child way more than we do. And then on a Wednesday night, we try to have a service and I only get your child for an hour on that Wednesday night. And, and on Sunday, Sunday school, they only get your child for about an hour and 15. And, and, and our time sometimes gets cut. You know why? Because I'll have a kid walk into my room about 15 and 20 minutes late to my service. They missed the worship. They missed the Presence the presence of God that was flowing through that room. I'm not trying to be harsh, I'm just here to tell you. If you don't want your child to be Egyptian, then you need to make church priority. We are in this world, but we are not of this world. But if you're not careful in protecting your time, your identity, your calling, your anointing, your relationship with God, protecting your family, if you are not careful, you will be in this world and you will become this world. But God simply wanted me to remind you that you are in this world, but you are not of this world. I pray this word was an encouragement to you today. Thank you again for tuning in to Truth Chapel's podcast. If you have not yet, please take a moment and leave us a quick review. God bless and have a great rest of your day.